For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's Tuesday, the 15th of October, Columbus Day Plus One. Welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio, the show that curates a veritable smorgasbord of sporting spectaculars for your betting edification. I'm your host, Nick Gieber, in for Chelsea Messenger, coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Basically, if you want to see us, hear us, listen to us, comment on social media, we have it for you. Find us on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash picksparlays. We're on Facebook, pretty much the same. And if you search hashtag Parlay Radio, you can join in the discussion. We've got a big show today. Joe, the Duffmeister, will be joining me right after the break to talk a little college football, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Boise State, BYU, and Arizona State, Utah. Then Greg Trapp, El Huapo of Picks and Parlays, will be in studio with me, and we'll be talking NFL, Chiefs and Broncos, Rams and Falcons, Chargers at Titans, and then, ah, the grand finale, Tony El Tigre Teles will give us Michigan at Penn State, Baylor at Oklahoma State, and the Astros at the Yankees, just ah, put a little sprinkle there on the college football. So we've got college football, NFL, MLB for you. Listen, if you're going to miss any of the picks, if you're going to miss any of the show, I just want to remind you in advance Go to picksandparlays.net. We've got loads of free picks for you there. And when you're ready, we've got expert picks for you as well. All right, we are with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network every day from 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're also broadcasting live on the American Forces Network. So we would like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to us on that network. We thank you for your service. It is much appreciated. Hopefully, you will listen to this show and get to enhance your paycheck with some clever betting. All right, those are the topics on the table. That's what we're going to get to today. There is one other way you can reach us. If you have the guts, if you think your bets are better than ours, we'd love to hear from you. 800-878-7529. 800-878-PLAY. Give us a call in the studio. We are going to step aside, take a break, gather our thoughts, and I will be back with Joe, the Duffmeister Duffy, with some college football right after the break. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nicky, but find me on twi Twitter. Well, unsurprisingly, my Twitter handle is at Nick Gieber. Love to hear from you, by the way, if you have a comment, thought, suggestion. And if you'd like to participate in the show, if you think our bets are crap or if they're fantastic, or if you just have something to say, you want to get it off your chest, we'd love to hear from you. You can comment on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We're streaming live to all those platforms, as well as, of course, our digital audio platforms are on iHeart, TuneIn, and the Sports Byline stream. All right, uh, just when you thought we hadn't covered enough college football, we're going to do a little bit more. Joined by Atlanta's favorite son, the Duffmeister himself, the man whose family, well, forget uh, Adolf Kors, the Duff Beer family, 
is in effect, if you watch The Simpsons, the Duffmeister with me today. Joe, you ready to talk some college football? I am, but now you got me thirsty. I want to go out and drink some beer. You can never talk too much college football and do not encourage those uh, bookmakers to be making comments. They hate me lately. 16 and 4 at picksandparlays.net. Of course, that's documented. 16 and 4 football run. By the way, you mentioned something, and I just want to touch on this. Um, obviously, on this show, we talk sports, we have a lot of fun, and you know, we give you the places that we think you should place your bets, and we give you our betting opinion from our expert handicappers. There are a lot of people out there that claim to be expert handicappers. I mean, it doesn't take much to say it, just a mouth. Make sure that when people tell you what their records are, that it is documented, that they're not talking out of that thing that they're sitting on. You know, their ass. Make sure that they have proof to their claims. And as Joe pointed out, Everything we do is documented at picksandparlays.net, right, Joe? It is, Nick. And look, I've been in this industry forever, since 1988 full-time. I've seen so many people come and go, but the best survive and uh, stick around. And picksandparlays.net definitely has a lot of people who have been in this industry for a long, long time. You're not going to have a bunch of Johnny-come-latelys on the site and guys that are going to be gone in five years from now. Well, speaking for a long time, I mean, Chip Chirimbus is one of our stable of yes. handicappers. So, you know, you know we've been around an awfully long time if we have Chip. All right, let's get to it. West Virginia uh, versus Oklahoma. West Virginia 3-3 three three, coming off a loss to the Iowa State Cyclones. Question I have for you is uh, Austin Kendall was injured in that game. He had to be taken off. Is he back for this game against uh, against Oklahoma? Let's talk briefly. Oklahoma, those six and zero, uh, coming off a 20, 34 to twenty seven win over Texas. Jalen Hurts getting it done. Seventeen hundred and fifty eight yards, seventeen touchdowns, three interceptions. But what about Austin Kendall? Is he going to be playing? Well, Nick, you nailed it. Uh, nailed it, Nick. I guess that can be your nickname. Hey. Austin Kendall is questionable. Uh, he is, of course, an OU transfer. You're really going to have to keep an eye. Well, we are going to, I'm going to have to keep an eye on the injury report this week. In addition to Austin uh, Kendall, who is um, injured, they've got a couple quarterbacks. Akeem Bailey is going to have to miss the first half after getting ejected for targeting. That's not an injury. He's going to play in the second half. And his fellow starter, Keith Washington, was inactive against Iowa State because of an injury. Um, and we'll see if he's going to play in this game. So there's quite a few guys in West Virginia to be worried about. But of course, Austin Kendall, uh, the most important. Remember, he was a backup to two Heisman Trophy runner-ups at uh, Oklahoma. So he never really got his chance. And you know he'd be fired up for this game, to say the least. Although, you know, all players are motivated. I don't know if that's really a plus or a minus. One might say that, you know, he'll feel a little bit more pressure. But as of right now, he is listed as questionable. And you know that West Virginia, they're going to be a little secretive about it. Unlike the NFL, where they have a policy, you're not supposed to be secretive. College football coaches do like to be uh, pretty quiet about that. So I don't think we're really going to know until uh, Saturday morning whether or not he is going to play. But I say the tea leaves, he will most likely play. All right. Oklahoma minus 33 and a half with a total of 66 and a half. How do you have this one? I do, and that you know, most of my great systems are more counterintuitive. College football seems to be the exception. Uh, two related systems usually, when you have a big favorite and a small total, underdogs do well. When you have a big favorite and a high total, the favorites do well. 
Uh, this one fits into that favorite system where the big uh, favorites in high-scoring games, 163, 113, and 12. I do think Oklahoma, especially with West Virginia possibly being shorthanded, Oklahoma will beat the living crap out of them. I do, I'm going to lay the lumber, Oklahoma minus a 33 and a half. Well, Oklahoma is 17 and 8, and it's lost 25 at home, so that would go to, uh, you know, that would go to further the point. Uh, thank you for the call there, West Virginia, Oklahoma, that Big 12 matchup. Let's go. 14th ranked Boise State at BYU. Boise State are 6 and 0 uh, with a 59 to 37 win over the Warriors of Hawaii. Hank Buckmeyer, the quarterback, 1547 passing yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions, and for BYU, they're two and four, are uh, coming off a 27 to 23 loss to South Florida. Well, one's six and zero, one's two and four. Boise are minus six and a half uh, favorites at uh, 50 total points. Joe, take it away. Yeah, but Nick, yet again, we have some question marks about the quarterback. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer, last I heard, was listed as doubtful. Of course, as we get closer to game time, we're going to see uh, he did lead the game last week. But the good news for Boise is Chase Cord came off of the bench. He completed 12 out of 18 passes, a career high, 175 yards, passer rating of 203.3. And then Jalen Henderson, the third string quarterback, also played well, completing uh, six out of 10. But you know, when they're not going to have quite the element of surprise this week, although then again, I think they will have the element of surprise because we're probably not going to know until game time who the starting quarterback is going to be. But, you know, once you have the, the backups, possibly with that burden of high expectation, completely different story. Now, Boise State, the one of three undefeated non-Power 5 teams, but now the pressure's on. They're playing a pretty tough road game Again, possibly without their starting quarterback and one of the few uh, anti-momentum systems in college football, dogs of five and a half or more in a two-game or more losing streak versus an opponent in a four-game or more winning streak are actually a very good play. 93, 56, and four. I think that we're going to have a mild upset here. I'm not going to call for it on the money line, but I do like BYU plus the points. BYU plus the points. That, ooh, wow. You're, uh, Definitely going out on a limb on that one. I like it, though, Joe. As you said, what's your record right now on picksandparlays.net? Uh, 16 and 4. So I'll go with your pick there. All right, let's go. Arizona State, Utah, 17th ranked Arizona, 5-1. Uh, and uh, Jaden Daniels' last game was a last-minute touchdown from Jaden Daniels himself. Got them the 38-34 to victory versus Washington State. Utah, 5-1. and uh, A lone loss, though, to USC. Oh. I'm so sorry they had to lose to USC. Last outing was a 52-7 to tonking away at Oregon State. Utah third, ranked 13. Uh, they are the favorites at minus 13.5 with total points 50.5. Joe, it's all yours. Yeah, well, Nick, I told you on our last game that that was one of the few anti-momentum systems in college football. Remember, I say it probably every week that we do talk about college football, that uh, college football is the number one momentum sport far and away from a handicapping standpoint where other sports are more about regression of the mean teams off of a very dominant win uh, there's very specific parameters but they're a very good play at 583 feet four, uh, 414 and 28 and a subsystem of this momentum system takes it up to 59.1 percent that of course would benefit utah yeah it's maybe a little bit of revenge here asu won the previous two meetings by a combined 38 points but now you got utah is the better team and it's interesting, Tyler Huntley might have a chip on his shoulder. His season ended last year with an injury against Arizona State. So I think he's going to be 
looking for blood. Uh, Arizona State, tough not to have a little bit of a letdown with that dramatic game last week. I'm going to be um, laying the points here and, and minus a 13 and a half. And, you know, depending on how much time we have, I have something interesting to say about the total as well. All right. Well, we've got, uh, you've got about 30 seconds. Fire away. Well, basically, this total is much less than each team's total the previous week. Uh, Utah total 60 last week, ASU 61. It's now 48 and a half. That sets up a system that goes under the total 391, 262, and 15. We're using the odds makers' knowledge against, and that would benefit the under. All right. The under on this one. Uh, all right. There you have it. Joe, thank you so much. Once again, you can see all of Joe's picks on picksandparlays.net. We've got free picks for you there. And when you're ready, Joe's expert picks are there for your personal edification. Picksandparlays.net. All right, coming up, let's get into the NFL with El Jefe himself from Picks and Parlays, Craig Trapp. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. All right, you're back with us here on Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also on American Forces, and streaming live on uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. Everywhere social media exists, you will probably find us. If you'd like to comment, we'd love to hear from you. Just go ahead and make those comments on those social media pages. And if you want to hashtag us, we're hashtag Parlay Radio. All right, uh, let's talk some NFL. I'm joined by the head of the uh, Bengals fan club and El Huapo himself uh, of Picks and Parlays, Mr. Craig Trapp. Craig, ready to talk some NFL football? Uh, back in Vegas, excited. I'm not so excited about the NFL right now when you're a Bengals fan. Oh, and six. And uh, coming off another ugly loss. But luckily, not one of the three teams we have to talk about today. All right. Well, uh, should we kick it off with the uh, Chiefs at Broncos? The Chiefs four and two, the Broncos two and four. Uh, the Chiefs uh, 22 and three, straight up against divisional opponents and 17 and eight against the spread. The Broncos four and 11 in the past 15 night games. I love that statistic, Greg. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Pat Mahomes, Joe Flacco, take it away, Mr. Trapp. Well, this is one of those lines that's going to be all over the place. So, uh, Thursday night game. So, this line gets, of course, a lot of early action in the week. Uh, we saw this line open at four and a half, all the way down to three at some spots. So, the Chiefs favored here. We'll call it three and a half. I see most. That's the consensus out there. And the total at 49. Going to be a pretty good game. Uh, two teams coming off. Um, you know, different type of games. Chiefs, two games in a row, losing at home, which Chiefs never lose at home. Even when they're uh, bad, they usually win at home, and uh, now they lose back-to-back. And the Broncos coming off a nice win. So pretty excited to see how uh, Patrick Mahomes continues his amazing play. And uh, maybe if the Chiefs, the rest of the team, can pitch in here. Well, you know, I, actually, we spoke a little bit about this yesterday when I was doing the NFL segment. We were talking about uh, quarterbacks and, you know, how good the quarterback is versus the team around him. And, I, you know, brought up... Uh, you know, brought up some important points that it's not just the QB. You've got to have a team to make it work. And I think the Chiefs missing a few key pieces. Well, this is going to be about the Broncos defense versus the great offense of the Chiefs. Yeah. And can the Chiefs defense just do a little, just give Patrick Mahomes a little help here? If they do so, I think the Chiefs bounce back here. But historically, you know, these division games end up being pretty close. The Thursday night games can, can always be kind of crazy. Uh, last year, Kansas City won 30-23 um, in 
October, earlier in October, they won 27-23. So uh, they split as far, uh, even though the Chiefs won both of those straight up, they split against the spread. And I think this year, I think this is going to be a tough, uh, tough game for the Chiefs, but I just can't see the Chiefs losing three games in a row. A little bit of a square play here, I think, because I think a lot of public money is going to be on the Chiefs here. Uh, but sometimes you just have to go with what you think is going to cover and what you think is going to win. And to me, I'm going to be on the Chiefs minus three and a half here. Also think maybe the under here. I just think the Broncos have to play a slower game. So I think the under uh, is 49 would be a solid play as well. And why would the Broncos be 4-11 and 11 in the past 15 night games? I mean, for me, look, I see a lot of stats here, a lot of betting stats. That one just really st struck me as, I mean, do they, have, do they not have good vision plan there at Denver? <laughs> I mean, do, do, does it not involve getting regular eye checks for night vision? Because well, clearly there's a problem there. At night, though, usually those are more the premier games, so they're probably playing a lot better teams. So that probably has a lot more to do with your recent record. And the Broncos haven't really been good the last three years. I mean, they've been a major disappointment. A lot of it has fallen on the quarterback. They have not had a good quarterback since Manning retired. And, you know, finally they go out and get a veteran in Joe Flacco, but Flacco hasn't been great. It's really been more about the defense. Recently. I think you got this one wrong, Craig. I think really they need to check them for cataracts. I mean, forget brain injuries. Check them for cataracts. All right, uh, let's go. Rams at Falcons. The Rams three and three. The Falcons one and five. Ooh, Atlanta stinking it up. Jared Goff against Matt Ryan. The Rams five and zero oh, straight up uh, against the spread. Uh, let's see. East Coast. Uh, they're five and zero oh, straight up, and they're four against the spread in East Coast time zone. That is a very odd statistic. The Falcons, 1-5 against the spread. The same as the Redskins and Ravens, by the way, for the absolute worst in the NFL. Totals 54. Some weird stats on this one to uh, play with, but uh, I'll let you have fun with that one. Well, the Rams, minus 3 here with a total, like you said, of 54. Rams, I just... I'm really surprised the way they played in recent games. The Falcons, I, I thought this team would be feast or famine. I thought it would be an improved year, but obviously... We're, we're going the other side here. I, you know, Obviously, they missed the extra yeah. point last week that cost them to force that game into overtime. Tough matchup here against the Rams team that needs this win. And I, I don't know. I just think Rams are clearly the better team. They've lost three in a row. Can you see the Rams losing four straight? I just can't see that. Uh, so I think if you're going to play the side, I'd play the Rams. But I'm going to be on the, the, the total in this one. Yeah. I just think this Falcons defense has been suspect. Uh, at best, and I think the Rams defense, uh, we've seen them give up big points as well. Do I think they have, you have one? to take. Yeah, that's that's the I mean, question. Neither team has one. I think the I mean, defense <laughs> should just say we're going to play tag yeah. tag football or flag football because that's what it's been. I like the over 54 is our over best play here. Yeah, I had to yeah. think this one's a shootout. Dan Quinn uh, fighting for his job. I mean, I, I can't see him losing this one and keeping his job. I think next week they're on a on a buy, so I would imagine they're probably going to be uh, switching coaches after a loss here. But either way, let's take well, the over 50. Well, here you go. What, what are the odds right now on, uh, on coaching change? You know, if for, uh, in, in, in football, in, in, in global football, in you know, soccer, uh, particularly in the Premier League, we have something called the sack race, which is the next manager to get fired or leave. Do we have the same thing here in the NFL? Oh, sure they do. And, and I'm sure Dan Quinn is probably leading the way because some of the other teams that are, are really bad have first-year coaches or they knew going into the year like the Dolphins knew they were going to be bad. The Bengals knew it was going to probably be a tough year with first-year coach Zach Taylor. So I think there was a lot of those coaches that are probably going to keep their jobs. Plus, historically, Bengals don't fire their coach, neither does uh, midseason, neither does just die of old Dolphins. age? You will. Well, they fire him in the offseason. <laughs> so. But the Falcons, you, it's hard to not. Because they send him to a monastery. 
Well, if you're, you're the Falcons owner and you and you have like two of the best players at your position and yeah. you're losing one and five, yeah. you have to at some point just say, you know what, it's time. Even if it's not that, you know, he's more of a defensive minded coach. If it's not his fault, somebody has to take. Well, it. I think actually they should send Dan Quinn to a monastery. That should be his punishment. He has to, uh, he has to have a life of subservience to God. What do you think? He's probably like, I would, I would rather that or, or he's like, send me back to Seattle where I was <laughs> very good as a defensive coordinator. All right, next up, uh, Chargers 2-4 and four against the two, also 2-4 two and four Titans. It's Philip Rivers against Marcus Mariota, who we're not sure, 100% sure is playing, apparently. Uh, Titans lost to Broncos on, the, on Sunday. They're 1-4 against the spread in October. The Chargers, oh, not much better against the spread, although Road Warriors, 7-8 and eight on the road. Uh, 7 out of 8 on the road, not 7-8. and eight. That wouldn't make them a Road Warrior, but 7 out of 8 certainly yeah. would make them a Road Warrior. Uh, and they are indeed, and this one, of course, at the Titans. Uh, the line here is Titans minus two. The total's 40. Um, what about Mariota? Is he going to play? Well, it's not that he's injured. It's just his poor performance. He was replaced, yeah. of course, by Tannehill last game uh, in the loss at Denver. I, it's hard to run Mariota out there. I know Chelsea, this is her team. We talked about them a lot. I had said early in the year, I think Marcus Mariota will not get renewed. Uh, he'll be elsewhere next year because he at just the monastery. Has, he might be with, with Dan Quinn with at Dan the monastery, yes. but... He's, uh, he needs a change of scenery. I just think Tennessee hasn't worked out for him. I think he'll probably get the start here, but either way, I think Tannehill and him are about the same. I don't think there's one that are, is way better or way less. To me, they have issues. I think both this is going to be a defensive-minded game. I think the Chargers' defense was suspect last week, so I think they're going to have a bounce-back performance. Titans have a great defense. It's just too bad that Tennessee has wasted that great defense with such a poor performance on off offense this year. I think this is a solid underplay. I also think if you have to play the side in this one, I'm going to play the Tennessee Titans minus two. I just think their defense is just a, at least they have something positive. The Chargers, I don't know what you can say positively about this team right now. Their offense hasn't been as good as we thought, and their defense has been suspect as well. Why is that? I mean, really, uh, you know, teams, when they move cities, uh, usually get a little bounce, don't they? Uh, there's, you know, fresh investment, fresh look. I mean, the stadium issue aside, but uh, they, they have really just continued to, they were mediocre before, and, well, they're mediocre now. Well, I think it doesn't help when you play in a soccer stadium and then you play Pittsburgh last week, and Pittsburgh had what looked like three-quarters of the fans. So to me, right. it's, it's, you know, they thought you moved to L.A. Obviously, it's about the money um, and all that kind of thing that comes along with that. That will come when this new stadium comes. But right now, not a whole lot of positivity when it comes to the Chargers. Way more for the Rams if you're uh, in Los Angeles. So to me, it's, it's one of those things. When they play at home, don't consider it a home, home field advantage because a lot of times, there's not much. There's as many right. visiting fans, and it's such a small stadium, so it's not super loud. I just think uh, the Chargers probably are glad they're on the road this week where, hey, we know going in that we're playing on the road. Instead, you come at home, you play in Pittsburgh in, in a you know pretty featured game last week, and then you see all Pittsburgh Steelers fans. That has to be tough to swallow. All right, worst team in the NFL. Let's go, Craig. Redskins, Titans, Falcons. Oh, your beloved Bengals. I, it's the Dolphins, really. I mean, the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins. I didn't yeah. even have them on the list because yeah, I mean, the Bengals were on there. And quite frankly, the Redskins they beat the Dolphins. Everybody else. But the Redskins beat the Dolphins last week okay. in, in Miami. Miami is terrible. Um, at least they went back to Fitzpatrick last week. Fitzpatrick uh, gave them a little boost in, uh, late in that game. I think 
Uh, all three of those, uh, I think the Bengals, the Redskins, and the Dolphins are all pretty pitiful. And the Jets, I thought, were, were one of the worst teams. And then, of course, they beat Dallas last week. So I was a little surprised about that. But to me, the Dolphins, I think they're going for the worst record. So that way they can, of course, replace their quarterback. That's why you go for now. You go out and try to get the, the new next greatest quarterback. And the Dolphins are going for that. All right. Uh, so you say the Dolphins are worse than the Bengals. Slightly. I mean, at this no, I mean, is that pride? Is that ego? No, is no, that, no. Uh, you know, the, the fact that you're, you know, no. the Bengal fan club. No, when you, you're at the, you, I mean, did you really, did you really model the Bengal, uh, Bengal underwear for their website, Craig? I, to me, I hate the Bengals. I mean, you, when you're a Bengals fan, you, you, by this point of the season, you're already into the hate mode, you know, where you're hmm. like, I know we can't win it. At this point, I'd rather lose because in the NFL, you don't want to be in the middle. You want to be the worst or the first. And obviously, we're not going to be the first. So we're going for the worst at this point. Uh, there's not much right. positive to be said about All right. The so quickly, how surprised were you when the Saints and Seahawks covered? That's from Sean Blocker, writes to us on YouTube. I wasn't surprised by the Saints. We've been on the Saints here for since Teddy Bridgewater came over. We've been getting them at a good price. I really liked um, the Saints. And I, I like them. I think they're just one. I, we've said this multiple times. I think there's as much talent on that team as any team in the NFL. I think the Saints continue to be a cover magnet until you get Drew Brees back when that number switches uh, where you get the more uh, less fair number there. All right, uh, Craig, always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you can find Craig's picks and, of course, his experts' picks as well. So there's free picks and expert picks available on the website, picksandparlays.net. Coming up, let's talk a little baseball and college football with Tony L. Tigre. Tellers, be right back after this. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio. You're listening to us on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and you're also watching us, if you are, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, where we stream live. If you'd like to participate in the show, we would love to hear from you. Your comments that you make on our social media will go right to producer Andrew, and if they are deemed rude enough or worthy enough, he'll put them up on the screen, and if... I can stretch my head to actually read them. I will do that. All right, uh, welcome back. Uh, we promised you a little Tony El Tigre Tellers. Well, he joins us on the guest line today. Tony, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. Uh, Nick, looking forward to a week eight college football. We have some really good matchups now as we get into, the, into, into uh, mid-October. The games start taking extra meaning now. Oh, I, I didn't know we were doing college football. I thought we were doing uh, Major League Lacrosse. But, uh, okay, college football <laughs> it is then. Uh, but I tell you what, um, let's do a couple of college footballs, Tony, and then let's talk about the big Yankees-Astros game because we've got to do that one as well, I think. Uh, but let's start with college football, shall we? Uh, Michigan, number 16, 16th-ranked Michigan against 10th-ranked Penn State. Michigan 5-1 and one with a 42-25 win over Illinois. Shea Patterson, the quarterback, with 1,246 yards, nine touchdowns, only three interceptions. Penn State, they were perfect, 6-0, and coming off a 17-12 win over the Iowa Hawkeyes. We just talked about the Iowa Cyclones in the last segment. This is the Hawkeyes. At least they, uh, they actually, they both lost, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Sean Clifford, uh, the TD, uh, pardon me, the quarterback, 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, only two interceptions. Uh, Penn State, minus eight, total 46 and a half. Tony T, how do you see this one? Well, we see some money coming here on Penn State. They're up to nine now in a lot of locations. So I will wow. definitely look to take the points here, Michigan plus nine. Of course, Penn State coming off a physical test at Iowa, but they were just held to 17 points. Uh, and that was the best defense that Penn State has faced this season. Now they're going to see another good defense here in Michigan. So really back-to-back physical style games here for Penn State. Uh, of course, we saw the Lions just get past Pitt at home by only seven. 
course, Wolverines, they've covered four or five against the Nittany Lions in their, in their past five head-to-heads. Of course, Wolverines, uh, good defensive team, holding teams at 283 yards a game, three yards a rush. And, you know, even though they got blown out by Wisconsin, they've shown some improvement since that loss. And, you know, you got to look at the positives here. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you still control your destiny on their side of that Big Ten division race. We know mm-hmm. it. It could, can even come down to Ohio State and Michigan at the end. So I definitely would uh, look to take the dog in this one. Oh, you're going to take the dog. So you're taking Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to take the, 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 the points here. Uh, as we talked about here, you know, when you take when you suffer a loss, you get embarrassed like you did against Wisconsin. I think that really charged up the Michigan defense to, to really come in and really play well. And, uh, you know, one thing I like here with this in this point spread, you know, this game could land four, could land seven and you win no matter who wins the game. All right. By the way, uh, we got a uh, really nice comment here from Sean Blocker on our YouTube account. Perhaps Andrew can put that back up again so I can read it. He says, uh, picks and parlays, you guys are the best at breaking it down. Y'all helped me in a three-team parlay to get me out of the hole from Saturday. I guess he needed to uh, refresh his strip club money to make it rain. He says, keep it up, guys. Well, we're trying to do that. Exactly that. And by the way, if you like our picks, there are loads of free picks. You can find them at picksandparlays.net. And, of course, expert picks as well. When you're ready to, as Emerald says, kick it up a notch. All right, Baylor at Oklahoma State. Uh, number 22 Baylor at Oklahoma State. They're perfect. 6-0. and Charlie Brewer, the quarterback, averaged 38 points a game. They surrendered just 18 points a game. Well, both teams played Texas Tech last uh, game out, which I think is very odd. Uh, Baylor won, though. Oklahoma lost. Um, let's see. Oklahoma State, minus 35, 63 and a half total points. Tony, take it away. Yeah, I think where this is Baylor, Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State's favorite yeah, three Oklahoma here. State. Total yeah, sits that, at 66. Yeah, yeah so the play here will be yeah. definitely taken, laying Oklahoma State minus the three. Yep. Of course, Cowboys, they played their third home game of the season. They did beat the Big 12 opponent, Kansas State, 26-13. But, you know, the Cowboys coming off a of bye week, and they, they were very competitive in a loss at, at Texas Tech. And the Cowboys, they do a very good job of moving that football, 520 yards a game. They, they're balanced. They rush for 576. The quarterback, Spencer Sanders, 63% of his, of his throws. I think they can get some improvement out of him. And, of course, you look at the Baylor side. Two road wins came at Kansas State and Rice. So this will be their biggest road test of the season. And we just saw Baylor. They couldn't cover in a three-point home win to Texas Tech, who used uh, Jet Duffy mm. at quarterback last week in overtime. They used Joe Duffy? Jet Duffy. Oh, Jet. Is he any relation to Joe, I wonder? I was wondering. I was wondering. We were looking at, we were talking about nicknames for Joe, and I said, well, Jet might fit. Oh, he may indeed. So, uh, so what do you like on this one? Break I it like down. Uh, the home favorite. I like, like the home, home favorite here with, with, with uh, Oklahoma State laying the yeah. three points. And, of course, uh, Baylor suffered an injury last week to their senior linebacker, Clay Johnson. He's lost for the season. That's a big hit. And one thing to note here, the Cowboys have, have covered five of their six games this season. And, again, I like the way they played Texas. They played them tough, losing 36-30. I think that was a good test for them to, be, to get ready for this game against Baylor. I'll take Oklahoma State minus a three. Really? Even though Baylor are perfect 6-0? and Even so, but, you know, early in the season, you've got to throw out some of those games to get the non-conference foes. And, again, you've got to really look at, at, at strength of competition at this point of the season. Now as we get deeper into Big 12 conference play, the teams you, that you face now get tougher and tougher, and this is a big test here for Baylor going on the road. Well, the Cowboys are 5-0 against the spread in their last five games following a straight-up loss. Uh, the Bears, though, 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven games after allowing more than 450 
total yards in their previous game. All right, there you have it, Tony T. Let's go on to some baseball, shall we? Yankees at Astros. Series tied, one and one. The other series, well, looking like a rout as the Nationals are up over the cards. Three games to not a single one. So uh, <laughs> at least this one's got a little bit of excitement rolling around it. This one, Houston, Garrett Cole, 20-5, and 2.5 ERA. Allowed just one run in 15 postseason innings. That's Astros right. Up. And, you know, uh, you know Nick, uh, I'm, prepared, I'm prepared to talk about both games. Astros and Yankees are already in progress. Score one right. nothing. So we're going to give you a pick here on a live line. And, of course, the Yankees were plus 140 underdogs to start the game. Now down one nothing after one inning. I'll take the Yankees here at plus 170. I think Ooh. it's even good value there to get on the Yankees. Yeah, well, you know, you get the live wagering with your apps. Yeah, and, they, right. you know, they, they adjust the odds every inning. Except. And we saw in the first inning, both pitchers a little shaky. Severino settled down. Garrett Cole allowed, you know, the first two runners to get on base and had a, a jam he had to get out of, which he did. So the, both pitchers got had a little trouble there. And, of course, uh, it's, a, it's a close game, one nothing. Severino, let's see if we can settle down a little bit. He was a little excited there to start the game. Korea with that home run. And, of course, uh, you know, it's tough to, you know, Garrett Cole, we know he's a great pitcher. But, you know, when you're trying to nibble the corners at Yankee Stadium, you don't always have great success. That's the one thing I've noticed with that Yankee Stadium there is that those corners, you're not always going to get the call. And Cole was working the corners a little bit, getting behind the count. And he gave up the first two base runners. So, I think if that pattern continues, we can have a really good pitcher's duel. Let's see if the Yankees can push one across, well, get it tied up, and let's get to the bullpens. Well, Craig's actually telling me right now it's 2 nothing. It looks like it's 2 Yeah, they just hit another homer. It looks like uh, Astros just put one over the fence here. Josh so, Reddick, a home run. Too early for Severino, you think? I mean, you know, he missed most of the season with a shoulder injury. Is it too early for him? Well, you know, this is about his, what, fifth start. Uh, he pitched four innings against the Twins. Uh, he, he, he was it was it was pitched pretty well in that Twins game, but again, two solo home runs already. So uh, you're probably going to get plus two hundred now with the Yankees. So if you like the Yankees, you can you can get even better value here. Just hope you can keep it down. Of course, the Yankees bullpen has been really good in this series. Of course, we know the Astros bats were weren't the greatest. I think they were hitting I think they were hitting under two hundred the past five games entering this game. So uh, I I would still look at the Yankees side, even though you're down two up. There's the Yankees. The Yankees still have eight at bats left in this one. Ah, that is true. All right, let's uh, talk about the other series for a minute. Uh, Nationals are up 3-0 three, three over the Cardinals. I mean, it's looking like a very, very one-sided series. Of course, just one more game will clinch it for them. Um, you know, is there a danger that if they, if they sweep at, say, you know, 4-0, uh, teams with a lot of rest, they don't historically do that well because they lose that momentum. They lose that game flavor, so to speak. And uh, uh, if teams are coming off a tougher series that they're going to face in the, in the actual World Series final, it would seem to me that uh, probably not to their benefit. How do you see that, Tony? And, and historically, how does that work? Yeah, you know, I, I really believe here in a situation like this, if you're the team, you want to close out a team. And, and again, especially in, with these bullpens, the way they've been, especially the Nationals bullpen, how poorly it's been, you need as much rest as possible. Even some of your starters are going to be asked to go in there and actually and, and, and throw some relief work if necessary. But I think it's going to help starters like Strasburg and, of course, uh, you know, uh, Scherzer and Patrick Corbin, these pitchers, uh, to get the necessary rest for their arms because you know how much baseball is, is starting pitching. And I know, I know it's, you know, you're not going to, you know, hitters might get rusty, but today's world, you know, these teams are practicing against live pitching. They bring up some of their prospects to throw a simulated game against their, against their lineup. And if you take a professional attitude, you can keep yourself ready uh, because the teams will, will basically simulate games with their prospects pitching, pitching to your hitters. Uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting, actually. Uh, 
you know, particularly, you're right. I mean, the, the one really arrest will benefit is your bullpen. Obviously, pitchers need rest. Uh, you know, arms need time to uh, rest up from throwing, throwing all those pitches. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about momentum a lot, uh, quite a lot on this show, and I, I'm a firm believer in it. And I just, just something about, you know, the pressure of the competition and then all of a sudden getting a massive rest getting everybody worked back up for the big games. I think that offsets things like, uh, you know, rest time for pitchers. Unless, of course, you've got an absolute rock star pitcher who needs that extra day or two. But you can, you can play with your rotation and, and put him to st- have him start a later game. I'm acting as, as baseball manager now, of course. Uh, so, Tony, you, you and I may beg to differ. Listen, we've just got a couple of minutes left. I, I want to ask you something. If it, we have a lot of novice bettors out there, people that are just coming in, Uh, Obviously, sports betting being legalized now in a lot of states, it is on a state-by-state basis. And a lot of people just starting to get into the fun of betting on sport. Um, You know, one of the questions I get a lot of, and I thought I would pose it to you, is bankroll management. Uh, If you were a novice better, how would you recommend segmenting your bankroll to start? You know, I'm always one to believe that, you know, you've got to put aside money that you bet with and separate that with money you live on. Um, it's always great to have income coming in, uh, so that's what you want to do. You just want to separate you know, your, your, your gambling income from your income that you need to live and for your entertainment. And from there, you can basically uh, make, make plays. And uh, I, I, I'm not one to just you know, go all in. I mean, if, if, you, if you can separate your money and just basically the maximum you put in is 10% of your bankroll per play on, on your gambling money, uh-huh. I think that's okay. And you basically rate it based on how well you like the game. So you think 10%... Ten percent per play is is a is a good rule of thumb for a novice. If, sports if, if on your on your top play on the on your best play, now obviously I would I would make them shorter at maybe three anywhere from three to five percent. But if this is the the best play you see that week, then I would I would press it if, if I really like it that much. Again, we're looking at monthly bankrolls that change every month as you separate your gambling income from your from your your living income. And parlays, do you recommend uh, parlays or teasers for novice betters? I think teasers would be NFL teasers. I think there's value there in, in the NFL teasers. I'm not a big fan of college or NBA teasers. I definitely like I, I, I like NFL teasers. Parlays. I'm a fan of the money line parlays. Like like when you look at some big mm-hmm. lines in the in baseball and you put them together, I think you get some good value there with money line parlays. And from what I've heard from the odds makers, they cringe because uh, they take a beating with money line parlays. Money line parlays. There you have it from Tony T. Uh, Tony. Uh, anything else in particular? We've got about one minute left. Uh, anything we haven't yeah, covered? Yeah, I want to talk bet about. You like? Yeah, I mean, we got the Nationals and we've got the Cardinals going off tonight, eight Eastern time. We got Patrick Gorman going for Washington. I'm going to go with the run line here with with the Nationals minus one and a half runs at plus one twenty five. The total seven and a half. I'm going to stay away from the total here because this game can get away from St. Louis. Uh, one thing I like about Corbin, he's a strikeout pitcher, 28% strikeout rate, and he's pitched well at home, 8-3 mark, ERA of 2.90. Now against the Dodgers in the NLDS, Corbin, one earned run allowed in six innings, and he faced the Cardinals over a month ago, no earned runs, 11 strikeouts. And Dakota Hudson, while his number's not as good on the road, ERA over, over four, and Hudson not a strikeout pitcher. He pitches a high contact, 40% hard contact this season. All right, Tony T, El Tigre, always a pleasure. You can find Tony at picksandparlays.net. Loads of free picks and, of course, expert picks as well. When we come back, I'll recap today's top picks. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this. All right, uh, you're back with me, Nick Gieber, on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber here on Picks and Parlays Radio. We've had a great show. Loads of free picks for you. So 
why don't we get to the recap so if you missed any of it, you have a chance to write it down and make sure that you place your bets where they need to go. All right, uh, Joe Duffy, the Duffmeister, talking a little college football. We had West Virginia at Oklahoma. Take Oklahoma, minus 33. Boise State at BYU. Take BYU, plus six and a half. And Arizona State at Utah. Take Utah, minus 13 and a half. Then we had Craig Huapo Trap and his NFL picks. Chiefs at Broncos take the Chiefs, minus three and a half. Rams at Falcons take the over 54. Chargers at Titans take the Titans, minus two. And according to Craig, uh, the Miami Dolphins worse than the Bengals, if that's possible. Okay. Tony L.T. Gray-Tellez gave us some picks. For baseball, we had Astros at Yankees take the Yankees, plus 139. Cards at Nationals take the Nationals. The run line, minus one and a half and plus 125. And then, of course, we had some college football picks. Michigan at Penn State, take Michigan plus nine. And Baylor at Oklahoma State, mm, take Oklahoma State minus three. All right, those were your picks for today. Once again, you can find those picks and more. Loads of free picks on our website at picksandparlays.net. Also, we have uh, expert picks, too, when you're ready to go up a level. Once again, broadcasting to you live every day, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. If you've missed any of this show, it'll be available for you on YouTube at Picks and Parlays, and of course, the podcast immediately following at the Believe Podcast Network. That's going to wrap it up for me. I'll be back on the air tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, same place, same channel. Till then, have a great night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.